0: is it recording now i think so is it counting
1: it's counting i start counting is that a slasher movie
0: no it's a serial killer movie
1: okay well we'll get into that welcome to twitch of the death nerve a cult movie podcast that takes a deep dive into a different topic each episode our wide-ranging discussions will touch on genre culture and the history of psychotronic cinema i'm charles i'm sam and if you like this show and want more of it we have tons of extra bonus episodes on sam's patreon where three dollars a month will get you access to a monthly newsletter as well as our free public episodes a week early and six dollars a month will get you all the death nerve happy hours an audio version of the legacy of world war ii in european art house cinema read aloud by sam herself
0: that's me an
1: ongoing series on the works of jean-luc godard capsule reviews and tons of essays and solo podcast minisodes supporting the show helps keep my cat well fed and sam's habit of buying expensive esoteric books alive we cannot say just how much we appreciate all the people who subscribe to the patreon we truly love you guys y'all rock And to my fellow broke working class stiffs out there who can't afford to pay out of pocket, y'all are cool too. But you'd be even cooler if you gave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. And join our Discord. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or email deathnerpodcast at gmail.com and I'll send you an invite link. All right, all right. Enough with the self-promotion bullshit. I hate to do it. But we live in a world where if you don't monetize your hobbies and sell your interests off piecemeal... You know, some dude in cargo shorts will jump out of a Tesla and stab you in the guts with a Minecraft sword. You know, it's a, it's a brave new world out there, and we got bills to pay and drugs to do. Happy Halloween, everybody. On to the show.
0: Yeah, on that note, it's the best time of year again. The leaves are turning red and gold. There is a bounty of pumpkins in every patch, and temperatures are getting brisk. And of course, that means we're thinking about our favorite cozy horror movies. So this episode, we're going to discuss our favorite underrated slasher films.
1: It's a top 10 episode. It's a listicle episode. We're counting down.
0: And before anyone comes for us sharpening their pitchforks and lighting their torches, note that I said underrated and that, as Charles said, we're talking about our top 10. So there are a lot of things that we had to leave off. But it also means that we're not diving into the more obvious titles.
1: Yeah, there's there's, there's no Scream. There's no Friday the 13th.
0: Though I genuinely believe all the movies that we're talking about are underrated, I don't want anyone to think that that means they're unknown. Some of them have become quite beloved in recent decades, especially among... Certain crowds, certain yeah. groups of film fans, like probably most of our listeners. Seriously, I
1: bet like all of our listeners are like, This movie's underrated. I fucking love this movie. I've been watching this movie since I was three years old. That's because you're a freak. You know, our listeners are all total freakazoids.
0: In the best possible way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but I, I mean also mean think, think mean, about you know? when when we say some of these titles. Think about the number of times, if you are a fan of that film, how many times you've probably had to defend it.
1: Yeah. You know, you're totally That's right. That's the bar yeah. for me. But I think the thing is with slasher movies is that uh, among slasher fans, like I've never met a slasher fan who doesn't find the time to just totally talk shit on slasher movies and like say, like, oh, yo, I hate this fucking movie. Like, you know, happy birthday to me. Fucking hate happy birthday to me. For example, I'm just saying, I think a movie's fine. But uh, I think it'd be kind of fun to sort of kick off the show before we get to our list, before we, you know, get get into it. Sam, I have a question. What is your least favorite slasher movie? What's a slasher movie that you fucking hate that uh, it doesn't have to be super popular? Just like one, you know...
0: This is... So this is a challenge. I thought about this a lot. I don't... I think the obvious answer is Scream. I don't like Scream. I think... The franchise ruined horror movies in a lot of ways. And as a result, I don't think I like 98% of slasher movies made after 1995, 1996. But as I get older and I've been able to go back and revisit some of those movies from that 90s, 2000s era, I'm able to at least have fun with them and some of my like teenage inept rage about my beloved horror movie genres changing is is gone like i'm not really mad about that anymore but i still don't like scream
1: you would say that scream is your least favorite slasher movie
0: yeah i guess i also i don't want to make you upset although i think you know this hot take already but like i don't love halloween I wouldn't say I hate it or it's my least favorite. See, there's a good answer. But, <laughs> yeah, you, but you don't know, like, Halloween. like of, of all the 70s, 80s American horror franchises, it just, like, I think one is fun, two is fun, three is the best – but it's just, it's my least favorite franchise. So, okay. so maybe I could say it that way. My least favorite slasher so franchise. So you, you just don't
1: fuck around with the Thorn trilogy. You know, the back half where uh, where the, the occult angle gets in.
0: No, oh my God, that those screaming children. According to Celtic legend, one child from each tribe was chosen to be inflicted with the curse of Thorn to offer the blood sacrifices of its next of kin on the night of Samhain. Halloween. The
2: sacrifice of one family meant sparing the lives of an entire tribe
1: For years i've been convinced there must be some reason some method behind michael's madness the druids were also great
0: mathematicians and astronomers but the thorn symbol is actually a constellation of stars that appears from time to time on halloween night whenever it appears he appears coincidence but wait okay what's your least favorite
1: I can think of of one off the top of my head that I remember. It was one that uh, has an amazing VHS box art, and I was scared of it. It was one that I like. I looked at almost every time I went to the video store. I miss
0: that feeling. Yeah,
1: where you just you're looking at covers of movies and you're putting them back because you're like, I'm not ready, you know, for this, this one. This one's or, too much.
0: <laughs> or, or my
1: mom's gonna catch me fucking watching this movie. And there was one that I finally like rented after I you know got brave enough. And I just fucking hated it. I thought it was so dumb. I was so mad about it. It's got Biff from Back to the Future in it. It's called April Fool's Day. Oh. The cover is great. The cover is like a girl with, with a... braid. Yeah, she has a noose in her braid, and she's like holding a knife, and there's like, you know, a bunch of jocks at like a table, and all the high school, you know, clique characters are sitting there. I fucking hate April Fool's Day.
0: So I haven't seen it so, so okay i should also say at the beginning of this episode i'm not somebody who really considers themselves a diehard slasher fan i i find them to be comfort food
1: yeah i'm a diehard slasher respecter is what i am
0: yeah that that's sort of how i feel about it but i'm very much now to the point where i'm excited about the fact that there are a number of Probably oh obvious slasher movies that I still yeah. haven't seen, like well, April Fool's Day or Graduation Day. I oh, somehow graduation haven't day seen is either. awesome.
1: It's a secret gem. It's really fun. When we were putting this list together I was going through so many slasher titles where I'm like, holy shit, this should be on the list, but we haven't seen it yet.
0: Yeah, that know? made me really excited. I know. So no, there's like
1: a stack of fucking movies that I really want to see. Some of them are like, there's this one called Fatal Games.
0: Yeah. That looks... Dying to see it. Also, like He fun. Knows You're Alone.
1: He Knows You're Alone Dying looks cool. to see it. Uh, and I found this one. It didn't have many good reviews, but I don't give a shit. I think it's going to be fucking great. It's a late 80s uh, Diodato movie. And apparently he is just like straight up doing Friday the Thirteenth. Body count. Body count. That's what it is. Thank you. Thank you. It's. It. I want to see it. There's so many slasher flicks out there that I, I have not yet seen, and it's a. Uh, it's. It's kind of nice.
0: Yeah. No. I. I think it's great. So I'm. I swear to you, I'm not. Ma- well, you know, I can't really make jokes in a subtle way usually. So this is not a joke. This is serious. Have you seen a movie called The Unseen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, your setup was kind of funny. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so, no.
0: So they played it at Exhumed Harathon one year, Uh-oh. except it was the year it was the year that I think you weren't there because there was a fire alarm and like oh, flooding. That's that year. And uh. So it, it ended early and they played it at a catch up show and for years now I'm like the unseen it's apparently it's great, but it just will remain unseen by me. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Eventually I'll get there.
1: All right. Before we get to our list, I know I keep saying, before we get to the thing. uh, Oh, yeah.
0: Defining slasher movies.
1: Yes. But not just defining slasher movies. I feel like uh, it's one of those genres where the name of the genre describes what it is
0: in a lot of ways. No guns. Only slashing. Yes. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) But, but like, in the most obvious (laughs) way. Isn't there a slasher where the guy's got a gun that's kind of good? I mean... There's nail gun massacre.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I know what it was. What I was thinking of. It was. It's a new movie. It came out a few years ago. We watched it. You didn't think it was good at all. Uh, <laughs> is there a
0: gun kata? Yeah, no. <laughs> sort of.
1: It's. It's a uh, that lights out movie
0: oh. with the blind
1: guy. But he's like. He's like a slasher killer. He
0: is. And
1: he's using a gun on everybody. And I yeah. kind of thought that was neat. I'm like, oh hey, this is a scary movie where the bad guy's got a gun. I, I don't know. It. Anyway, yes, to define like what a slasher is, it, it seems pretty obvious, but I guess, is Psycho a slasher?
0: No, so I would say my kind of basic definition is, and I spend way too much time, you know, because of my work, thinking about genre and subgenre distinctions and how they influence each other, and I think where slasher movies came from, Number one, from murder mystery stories like Agatha Christie, where it's a killer is gathering a bunch of people in a place and killing them one at a time. Yes,
1: that is very classic. Yes. Yes.
0: That also, the old Dark House movies of the 30s, which usually it's the same sort of premise. Often people are gathered, being killed and those were sort of more comedic and i think it takes a shift because of psycho and because of peeping tom recently i saw peeping tom on a best of slasher list and i almost died of a stroke well, because it's not it's not a slasher movie yeah, though yeah
1: I, I get it i mean the thing is though is that it is for sure a proto slasher movie and there's there's a lot yeah. of those proto slasher movies that came out before you could say like there's like for example you have hg lewis I, er,
0: Herschel Gordon-Lewis, Gordon for Lewis. sure. For some
1: reason, when I said that, I thought I said, like, H.G. Wells, but...
0: I do that all the time, and it's my brain is just scrambled.
1: But, I mean, he did his, his Blood Feast movie and, like, Gore Gore Girls, and those are very... Grusome Those are very, sl- like, slashery feeling in a lot of ways. They have body counts. They have gore. Definitely a big influence. I think what it is that differentiates the slasher from, say, the giallo or from... More broadly, the serial killer thriller
0: yeah to me, those aren't slashers.
1: what makes slashers slashers is the perspective. I think that when the perspective is from the victim's point of view,
0: then it's a slasher the
1: victims and the killer when when it's not when the mystery isn't being solved by detectives and and the victims are just like people in the town or whatever you know I, I think that when you bring in uh police to use the respectful term of address for pigs uh, <laughs> when, when they are the the like protagonists then you're it's in it's not a slasher it's a crime thriller maybe it's police a giallo procedural, yeah yeah, yeah. If, if you got some fancy you know colored gel lights you got your you got a giallo going you got a stew going
0: yeah no i would totally agree with slasher movies don't typically have cop protagonists or even the independent amateur detectives of Jalo movies i think also the the killer is usually kind of presented as more than human or non-human in some way like in some ways like 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 that counts to me but i just i guess i just mean like yeah. they're not given strong personality like if you think about psycho and peeping tom they're serial killers who are made to be very like well written they're very yes you know people that you find yourself relating to whereas in slasher movies the killer is almost always like a non-character
1: yes or or they are a character throughout and it's like a reveal at the end you know and and you empathize with them them before you realize and sometimes you do still empathize with the killer in in some instances and like you know uh like when they're getting like revenge on some people or something. Yeah. Like in a yeah, they, they uh, often, like sleepaway camp or something, maybe.
0: I think they often have these kind of traumatic past revenge I plots. fucking love that. I Me love, too. I will never get tired blip, of
1: it. You know, where you have the setup that kicks off all the events. Like prom night is like the famous one. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of them have it. I mean, Halloween, of course, uh, you know, Camp Crystal Lake, whatever that movie's called. <laughs>
0: I mean, a lot of them weirdly have, like child abuse as the underlying yeah. theme. which
1: because they, they always they jump ahead like 15 years later, you know, this Like kid.
0: Pieces, which oh, pieces. is one of the greatest movies of all yeah, time. Yeah,
1: Pieces might be the best slasher movie no, of all
0: time. No, okay. Black Christmas is the best slasher I, I mean, movie of all time. I mean, that's like
1: the respectable like, you know, film historian answer.
0: Well, but Pieces like, is just the greatest movie of all time, okay. period. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He cut that poor girl in half while she was still alive. Ah! <laughs> So you asked me earlier, you know what? When did these start? What's the first slasher? Yeah,
1: Can... oh, oh, yeah. I totally want to get to that. Like, what is the first slasher movie?
0: So I don't know that I could name a specific first one other than Black Christmas, which is 1974. But there are definitely movies. From the early, like, I think anything made in the 60s well, is a proto slasher. Yeah, but yeah, the but 70s, you get into it. But my, so this ties into my answer. I think Black Christmas is the first true slasher movie. Do you think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a slasher movie? I don't. Well, but now so, the more I think about it, I'm confusing I, myself. Yeah, I, I, I think,
1: yeah, of course it's a fucking slasher movie. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is. I mean, yes. The answer is yes. Okay. It's it's unconventional in some ways. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like a slasher. Well, yeah, it does. I mean, they're these hot teens getting picked off by a fucking really scary guy with a mask. In a mask. A mask. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's classic slasher stuff. Uh, I don't know about Black Christmas being the first one. I, I hear that often. But, I mean, to me, Bay of Blood. Is a slasher movie like there's no fucking way around it. One of the arguments that I've heard for it not being a slasher movie all the killers. Well, not that there's multiple killers like that doesn't really affect things. It's because of the motivations of the killers that no they're way. all um, that they're all motivated by greed. That it's like money. It, it, it has a crime element okay. that that people say disqualify it from slasher territory. I have heard. I was reading a fucking thing. What do you mean I, I heard? I didn't hear anyone say it. I, I read it.
0: They, they They said. Yeah, some, some
1: <laughs> article I read. His or this person's takeaway was that the first true slasher movie is Torso.
2: Enter the bizarre world of the psychosexual mind. From Carlo Patti, who brought you Dr. Zhivago. Now, <laughs> Torso.
1: Torso. 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 It saturates the screen with terror. Torso. Radar.
0: So I really struggle with this. So while I think that true slasher movies, the killer's motivation is some sort of psychological trauma-based revenge, I don't think you can totally rule out financial motivation for why something isn't a slasher movie. Which is why I said no way, yeah. when you, because I, mean, I knew where yeah. you were going. Which but is, uh,
1: ultimately, the answer to this question is, like, who fucking cares? I mean, like, I
0: care. It's my job. I know, I
1: know. <laughs> but, but, I mean, like, if the movie has, like, a big body count, and it's got, like... and Okay, if the reason why you're watching this movie is to see how these people are going to die throughout that, it.
0: That's so many different subgenres of horror, though. You just like to see people get killed. It's cathartic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it?
0: I don't know. It's weirdly comforting <laughs> to some yeah, of us. But, but, I mean, okay, so... Yeah,
1: it falls into those things, but it can't be like a creature. I don't know. Okay, let's get let's get out of here. It's, let's go. Well, on, let's do the, the list. Let's have some fun. This is this we, is we're we will picking it. Picking it. I just want to say
0: one thing that I I think your question is an interesting one because growing up, I always heard people say that Halloween was the first slasher, and like it's this totally revolutionary thing that comes from out of nowhere, and. That really gets on my nerves because, like, it clearly didn't come from nowhere. No, like, there are no. all these movies in the 70s yeah. from 1970 on. Like, there's there's that made-for-TV uh, Home for the Holidays. Home for the Holidays. There's also uh, that great, the title is Escaping Me, that great Catholic horror movie with the scary raincoat. It's one of the many New Jersey set slasher movies. Alice Sweet Alice? Yes. So it's like all that is happening early totally. in the decade. Totally. Like, I mean, which is also why,
1: like, picking out what movie is the first slasher, like...
0: Impossible. It's
1: impossible unless you want to get into the proto-slasher territory and just say it's Psycho or Peeping Tom or... And I don't know. It, To me, the the real answer is who cares?
0: There's also too much back and forth between different countries and different genres for you to really be able to pull out, like, here's the first one to ever do. And and also,
1: I, I think that there are movies that people consider to be giallo movies that I think of as slashers.
0: Which I find to be shocking. Because I, know. I have a hard time thinking of Italian movies as slashers.
1: Yeah, despite common belief, an Italian horror movie isn't automatically a giallo film.
0: Oh my god, know. don't even say that! <gasps> Just so you know. Don't uh, <laughs> even. But anyway.
1: Did you know that giallo means yellow in Italian? Don't start. But what I was going to say is, is stage fright. Like, that has the aesthetics of a giallo movie it, with, you know, I, these bombastic things. I don't think it things. does.
0: I don't think it has Giallo aesthetics. I think it's in... So I, I think you're kind of on to something with this idea that there are certain Italian horror movies that are more like slashers. And to me, a lot of the late 80s stuff from Lamberto Bava and from uh, Soavi, who directed Stage Fright, I think they're on purpose, not meant to look like Jalo movies. Like They're just trying to do a different thing. Yeah. And so they do look more like slashers. Yes, but th-
1: th- that one often gets lumped into the giallo camp. Because uh,
0: people just think every Italian horror movie is a giallo, as we've already, you know, lost our minds over.
1: Okay, whatever. Well, let's get on to the list then. Enough, enough of this bicker backer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what's what's number 10?
1: All right. Number 10 on the list, obviously... Uh, we love
0: to cheat on these sometimes.
1: Yeah, and we figured <laughs> we'll, we'll get our cheating out of the way now. Number 10 is a double feature, and I'll explain why. It is both Slayer and Scalps. So the Slayer is this like dreamy beach set slasher movie that has some kind of supernatural... It's so cool. ...feelings going on. It is a very... It's very cool. It's very underrated. Scalps is one where there's like an evil indigenous Native American guy killing teens who are on his, you know, territory or something. It's very, like, shitty Evil Dead knockoff kind of movie. But the reason why I have The Slayer and Scalps lumped together, these very different movies, is because growing up at Orbit Video, my uh, my local mom-and-pop video store, they had this giant clamshell box with both of those movies on one tape. and You love to see it. So I will forever and ever associate The Slayer as the movie that comes on before scalps you know and, and <laughs> i i loved renting that it's one of my favorite things uh and and one of the best things about this particular vhs tape of the slayer and scalps is both of the movies are are cut for time you know to, to fit them both on the you know the vhs cable, tape yeah And, like, and I know that, like, all, like, you know, the Vinegar Syndrome heads and the Blu-ray freaks out there, like, love to get that extra seven seconds where, like, you know, oh, yeah, there's this shot that just, like, suddenly is out of focus for, like, seven seconds where they're standing around and walking. What this movie or what this particular tape did was it didn't cut out any of the good stuff. It just it just cut out characters doing nothing like that's you know, my favorite part the,
0: of a lot of these movies no, though to be honest
1: no, <laughs> no it, like it like cuts out and like you know we're like they're like sitting around a, like a campfire and the scene goes on for like 12 minutes sure you know what I mean it's like okay let's just make this scene seven minutes instead of 12 so it's just that's,
0: that's fair I so I only saw the slayer recently probably two or three years ago and it has my favorite type of vibes for an underrated slasher where the plot's like not totally coherent and in a way it reminded me a little bit of Bloodbeat, which we talked about on our cri- our christmas episode maybe two years yeah, ago yeah it's not quite that
1: psychotronic like i, I feel like yeah it, that it,
0: is really it,
1: it yeah that's a, a wackadoodle movie this one takes things pretty seriously
0: it has this like air of dread.
1: Yeah, it, it does. I think that it's actually kind of like spooky. You know, it, it's yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, I would agree with that. That if you haven't seen it this time of year, it's great. Scalps. On, yeah, I've never seen Scalps. Okay, Scalps is not that great. I'll I'll just say it. But I mean, if you like slasher movies and you haven't seen it, fucking check it out. Like, yeah, I mean, all, you I'm
0: know, always excited to watch slasher movies I haven't seen, and I do think that we need to have way more native american horror movies
1: yeah yeah they're 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 out there for sure i still haven't seen that one um clear cut
0: i haven't seen that i don't know if it's
1: a horror movie i actually don't know anything about it but uh i really want to see clear cut
0: have you seen i think it's called nightwing it's a native horror slash animals attack movie about bats
1: Whoa! It's
0: wonderful. Damn,
1: let's go. Have you seen Johnny Firecloud?
0: I haven't. Yo, Johnny but Firecloud's I, a fucking. It's, it's it's on my list. Yeah, it's
1: like an exploitation flick. It's like you know how they have exploitation and fucking. This is fucking you know Native American exploitation.
0: Is it anything like Billy Jack? Kind of. Okay.
1: Yeah, it, it's which it's, is like
0: fake Native American. Yeah, that's a white dude. That's yeah. a white guy.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Sam, number nine. What do you got?
0: Number nine. Okay. This is a movie that I don't think many people have seen. It's called Hollowgate from 1988, and it's actually a shot-on-video movie.
1: Oh, hell yeah. We need some SOV on the list. We do. I don't know this movie at all.
0: Okay, this movie it has kind of similar vibes to Don't Go in the House in the sense that it starts off with this kid being pretty badly abused by his dad And so, you know, jump forward 30 years or 20 years and surprise, he grows up to become a serial killer. But it's not, it's much more of a traditional slasher movie than a serial killer film. Uh, So he murders his way through this group of teenagers that he lures to his family estate, which is called Hollowgate, to kill them on Halloween. And the way that he gets them there is he has them deliver halloween costumes and he puts on a different costume every time he's going to kill someone it's so cool i read this letterbox, this one line letterbox review that basically said that it's spirit halloween as an sov movie oh that's great and honestly that's pretty dead on
2: halloween the time for trick-or-treat but at hollow gate oh! it's trick or tracheotomy what's a little surgery? Move over, Michael Myers. Jason, get out of town. town. This Halloween, there's a new deranged killer on the block. Hollow Gate belongs to Mark. Hollow Gate is destined to become one of the all-time unforgettable fright films. Just don't let Mark carve your pumpkin, Hollow Gate. Happy Halloween.
0: One of my favorite scenes, there's a cornfield outside of the Hollow Gate mansion, because of course... And he kills this girl with a tractor, but it takes him like 10 fucking minutes to get to her oh, and she yeah. doesn't go anywhere. Oh, She's just Austin like, oh no, it is oh, literally awesome. the Austin Power oh, scene. So <laughs> it's, cool. it's so
1: wonderful. Oh, I want to watch it. Let's watch it.
0: We should. It's, I haven't seen it in a few years and would love to watch it again. It just so underrated. I, yeah. don't, I don't Hollowgate. know if it's had a proper release, but I, I think it's pretty readily available online. That rules. Yeah. So good. All right. All right. Yeah, What what's next? Okay,
1: number eight. This one is funny. This is really funny. If anyone is, uh listened to our, our recent bonus episode, uh, this comes up briefly in the very beginning. Uh, Bill Ackerman, our, our dear friend from the Supporting Characters podcast, is in town. He's crashing on our couch on and off for like a couple weeks going to the New York Film Festival. And he was here earlier in the week, recorded with us, and I mentioned... That I really, really want to watch House of Wax
0: from 2005.
1: 2005, (laughs) baby, House of Wax, and and Bill Ackerman delivered the Blu-ray to our house days later. And last night we watched it, and that's kind of what made us want to do this because we watched this, which
0: is a horrible thing to admit. It it is, it is. (laughs) We
1: watched this 2005 slasher movie and just like had a ball, like laughing at like you know the music. Choices, you know, right off the bat, you okay, get okay.
0: Don't laugh at the deftones, okay.
1: You laugh at the fucking deftones, you laugh at the god smack, you laugh at the my chemical romance, just and you like, get
0: confused about why Interpol is in there. You know,
1: <laughs> it, it's just, it's so, it was so good. I had so much, fun, and I was like kind of embarrassed, like when I realized that I was genuinely enjoying it. You know? I
0: wasn't embarrassed at all, which. I maybe should be because when this came out, I was so fucking mad.
1: yeah, I, I saw it in theaters and I remember like being pleasantly surprised by it but just like never thinking about it again. And this time around it, it had it's got lots of really good gory scenes that are like kind of mean spirited like yeah. they, they, they treat the characters badly in they a put, way they that put is, them through it and and to me, that is very classic slasher like slasher movies used to mean they're mean yeah like they they hurt the people like they're dying painfully and and gruesomely and i feel like movies have gotten a little more sanitized over the years where like if you have like you know if you have a strong female lead it's like okay we're not gonna fucking chop her finger off i was just gonna say they're not gonna
0: chop nev campbell's finger off we're
1: not gonna (laughs) super glue her lips shut while she's in some fucking torture room i mean the movie does mean stuff to characters but i think the meanest thing that the movie does is the way they treat Paris Hilton's character.
0: She deserves better.
1: She does justice for Paris, but uh, I don't know if you if you remember this, but uh, she famously had a sex tape leak. Probably she leaked it, but it doesn't matter. And
0: which I weirdly totally forgot about like i just in my head it was like she's a nepo baby hotel heiress all of those things are true tv star yes reality tv star
1: but uh her sex tape was i mean i haven't seen it
0: from what you hear yes from what from what you've heard on the dark web i was gonna say (laughs) i haven't
1: seen it in years (laughs) but uh the whole thing is in like night vision
0: which you is know? kind of creepy.
1: Yeah, it's it's a scary sex tape, for sure. We should we should watch it later.
0: That's a double feature with Hollow Gate. <laughs> and this
1: it's <laughs> SOV night. Uh and this movie <laughs> has a, a character with like a video camcorder. A lot of movies in this time period did where like there was so now we're gonna get a scene on the camcorder. Now we're in camcorder vision.
0: It's did fun. I kinda like yeah, when they started. Totally. To do that. It's it's
1: a fun little trope. But there's one bit where they're filming a, a character in a car, and they're in night vision territory, and you see Paris Hilton's head like going down on the driver, giving him road head, and it's literally just...
0: Similar to her it's actual the, sex it's tape. It's the sex
1: tape. That's what they're doing. They're like, hey, look, we got Paris Hilton in the movie, and we're remaking the sex tape. Isn't that fucking cheeky? And yes, it is.
0: <laughs> what I mean, fucking... it's... It's trashy.
1: It's a fucking trashy slasher movie, and, and, and it's
0: supposed like, to be trashy. Yeah, and then like this hit all the notes. I I really it. I also was really really impressed with the set design, where it's like it's a small kind of backwoods town, and what what made me sold on actually wanting to watch it was Bill compared it to Taurus Trap, and the reason I didn't see it when it came out is because I love Mysteries of the Wax Museum, which is the 30s movie, and the Vincent Price House of Wax from the 50s I also love. This movie is not actually a remake of those. It just also involves wax and a killer and a wax museum type setup but the ending is so fantastical and the effects are
1: yeah they're really shockingly good. good yeah i i was just so impressed by it and
0: uh, also i'm a little sad that we couldn't put tourist trap on this list but it's i think it's at this point uh rated For a good reason, and not underrated. Yeah, Taurus Trap's great. And
1: I think that is a very apt comparison. That that This movie came out during the heyday of the fucking horror remake land. You know, you got your fucking Texas Chainsaw remake. Everything was getting remade constantly. It made
0: me so upset. I'm still upset about it.
1: I'm I'm over it. Who cares? Nothing's sacred. Everything's solid, melts into air, as they say. Some things
0: are still sacred.
1: But this one is... It's just it's worth your time. If you if you avoided it forever, or if you if you yeah. want, it's a good rewatch. I I had a ball with it, and it's it's so funny that we're talking about a movie from the two thousands and we're like little shitheads.
0: Well, you know? so if we hadn't watched this last night and didn't have such a good time with it, I would have wanted to put a different two thousand slasher on this list, which is very unlike Ooh, me. Can I
1: guess what it is? You can. All right, all right. I think that you were going to pick The Ring.
0: That's not a slasher movie. Okay, I'm
1: sorry. Let me let me try that again. You were going to pick Leslie Vernon, Rise of the Mask. Behind Wow. Leslie Vernon, there is a mask rising. I don't know what the movie's called. Or Hatchet. You were going to pick Hatchet.
0: Okay, I was going to pick Cherry Falls. Oh, Cherry, Cherry Falls, Falls is fun. Is, I love Cherry Falls. Oh, the Cherry plot, plot is so
1: good. I know we're getting a little off track here, but Cherry Falls is a really fun plot. The
0: plot is so insane. So it's it stars the... The Gone late, great, too soon. Late, great Britney Murphy, who is in fine form, and this high school is, you know, falling prey to a killer. The kids decide, okay. These people are being killed, and the people who have been murdered are virgins. So we're going to lose our virginity as fast as possible. And the parents are like, what the fuck? No!" it's such
1: a good plot. The killer's targeting virgins, so everyone in high school's got to fuck. It's just such a fun, like, 2000s... It's trashy, but in, in like, the
0: best way. And I think because of the plot it didn't get nearly enough attention
1: it should it's cherry falls is fun it's so fun all right all right number seven what do you got for us sam
0: going back to more traditional slasher mode i really really love this movie alone in the dark from 1982 anything can happen when you're alone
2: in the dark anything what happened it came through the window what came through the window
0: Why is this happening? Alone in the Dark. Rated R. It is the debut film of Jack Shoulder, who most people will know from Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and The Hidden. He's one of my favorite kind of underrated horror directors. But if you haven't seen Alone in the Dark, it is set in this mental hospital where a new psychiatrist comes into this experimental program run by donald pleasance and donald pleasance for a little bit like goes somewhere else to you know be a psychiatrist elsewhere and there's an accident and a blackout power outage and the patients on the most dangerous floor one of whom is jack palance and the other one is martin landau they are just con- a stacked cast yes. and and the other characters who kind of like go along in a band with them one's a pedophile and the other one's a serial killer whose name is the bleeder
1: they, <laughs>
0: they're really i haven't
1: seen this in so long oh my god it's I haven't so seen good it in so long
0: basically they become convinced that the new psychiatrist killed donald pleasance's character who they genuinely love and so they decide they're going to go to his house and kill him and his entire family
1: yeah Oh, Bill's here. Oh. Quick Bill pause break.
0: Yes, Bill pause break.
1: Welcome home.
2: Are you in the middle of recording a, a slasher episode? We yeah. are. Oh, good. You want to pull up a mic? Sure. I just saw some
0: slasher.
1: We're all number seven on our list. I'll pull up a, a mic real quick.
0: Yeah. Uh, and maybe we will not pull up a bat girl. Get
1: this fucking
0: cat off the table. Hey, don't drink my water. <laughs> Get the fucking cat off the table. Batgirl, go back to your perch. You were so warm and comfortable there, remember? This is really funny. We've never done this before.
1: I was expecting it. You were? I was, yeah. <laughs> you were just describing the plot of Alone in the Dark, and to quick catch you up, Bill. Yes. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, <laughs> thank Bill I. Thank Akron. you so much. Uh... <laughs> And to catch you up on what Sam was saying, uh, there's a group of psychos psychos in an insane asylum and they're under the impression that their favorite psychiatrist has been killed Donald Pleasance <laughs> Donald Pleasance yes and they are now out for
0: out. To kill the entire family of the new psychiatrist, and on the way, they go to a punk show.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like a weird kind of, like, buddy comedy at times with these, like, crazy people out in the world.
0: And, like, kind of a home invasion movie, and it just, it like, it is a slash. Would you would you say it's a slasher? Yeah, kind, kind of a slasher. I mean, it's on yeah. our list, so yeah. it has yeah, to be. Yeah, there's no going back. <laughs> I, I, I think it
2: gets grouped in with slasher movies often enough that that's not going to be a controversial pick.
0: I also... I, one of my, like, secret thematic loves is when anyone gets killed by a crossbow or a bow and arrow, and this movie has a great crossbow death.
1: Oh, yeah. Those are always fun.
0: And, seriously, any combination of Donald Pleasant's Jack Palance, and Martin Landau, so like... are they all in Without Warning... Donald Pleasance is not, but the other two are, and it has a similar wandering around a small town in the dark vibe, except instead of it being a slasher movie, there are aliens. But it's also, it's like, they're a perfect double feature. Yeah. Yeah, I never,
2: I never knew the backstory on that film. I always wondered if the scenes where the patients leave uh, in Cuckoo's Nest was the inspiration for that, like turning that huh. into a slasher movie.
1: Yeah, that's actually a great idea. Just taking that, like the greatest, like chunk of one floor of the Cuckoo's Nest, where they're all like out on a boat and having a day.
2: Well, there's a book. Have you ever read Blood Money by Richard Noel? No. It's a book about the commercial history of slasher movies from, like, the mid-70s to the early 80s and, like, the rise and fall, like, in economic terms. But what he says is that a lot of the producers of slasher movies... In that early eighties boom were like taking elements from other non-horror movies to incorporate in to like make their films more mainstream palatable. And so yeah. it wouldn't be surprising if they actually did acknowledge Cuckoo's Nest, which was a huge movie only a few years before.
0: That it that reminds me of the Italian filone thing, where filone it means thread in Italian, but what they would do is they would see, oh, this movie's really popular, so now we're just going to do what that movie's doing. Maybe in a different genre, but, like, put a shark in there. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. People like sharks. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It seems
0: well, like a similar thing. Well, you look at, like, like, all
2: the summer camp movies are all taking from a little bit of meatballs... Yes, yes, which we're going
0: to talk about yeah. later on this list. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let, let's move along. Number six on the list. Or, let, let me catch you up, Bill. Yeah, look, yeah. what we did. What have you covered? So number ten, we did Slayer and Scalps because mm-hmm. there's a VHS release that yep. I I hold very dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Hollowgate, an SOV movie, was number nine. Uh. Eight was uh, House of Wax, and we, and we shouted <laughs> you out yes. that you yeah, were. Yeah, we've the, already
0: uh, introduced you. Yeah. So you've been on the episode the whole yeah. time. It's been quiet.
1: <laughs> Uh, <laughs> seven Alone in the Dark And you're mm. here for number six
0: mm-hmm. One of
1: my favorite sleazy movies That I sometimes forgets a slasher movie Because it yeah. has a lot going on in it But it has so many disgusting slasher movie kills And it like hits all the same noodles in my brain That slasher movies hit
2: It's Nightmare in a Damaged Brain
0: Just Yeah, like do you think that's a slasher brain. movie?
2: Yeah, I do I do. I actually always mix it up with pieces in... Is it the openings, the similar kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, they, they do have
1: similar openings. But, but Nightmare on yeah. a Damaged Brain, to me, is just like... It's like the sleazy movie Goat. It's the video Nasty King. It's just such a dirty, disgusting movie. And I had this one friend growing up where almost every time I went over his house... He was watching it like it was always on like three times, at least over like a few years. I'm like, oh, wow, you're watching Nightmare again. This is fucking gross. And it's the kind of movie where like if you like found that out about somebody, it's like, oh, you're one of those. It's like me
0: watching Don't Go in the House. Yeah. The amount of times you watch that
1: fucking blowtorch killer (laughs) movie. It's disgusting.
0: But it's also kind of endearing at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I for me, the weird movie that I watch all the time is, is Henry. I have a like ritualistic yearly or at least every other year I haven't watched it in over a year now but uh like Your I I've performances seen performances so are times. so good. Henry's great. But yeah, Nightmare on a Damaged Brain.
0: What's, yeah, I it's crazy to me that we haven't done a Video Nasties episode yet.
1: Yeah, I and feel like this is a this is the movie on this list that I would do a whole episode yeah, on. It's, yeah, it's, it's so it's so good. And I honestly I know it's gotten a a Blu-ray at some point. Two of them. Yeah. I've only ever seen it on VHS. Mm. I haven't seen it cleaned up. And that's one of the ones where I'm like...
0: You don't want to see it cleaned up?
1: Yeah, I've like deliberately not gone for it. I think
0: that one might be the only movie on our list that has that like sleazy New York vibe, which I also think of as being a different... But it's Florida, right? Is, is it? it? I think it's Florida.
1: I don't know. I, I I don't know. All I know is that there's a different dream sequence every like 15 minutes that like every 15 minutes. It is, makes you
0: feel crazy. It does.
1: The movie makes you feel insane. It's so good. Okay. All right. Moving on. Number five. Sam, moving what do you on.
0: got? So I've already talked about one slasher movie set during Halloween and this other one I think is equally as obscure and even probably even more wonderful. And that movie is called Girls Night Out from 1982. Night is spelled N I T E if you're looking this up. Start?
1: Come on, that's <laughs> the only way to spell night.
0: So, to the point that Bill made a little bit ago about how some of those camp slashers really bring in elements of like teen sex comedies, Girls Night Out is like at least 45% a teen sex comedy. They're in college and they're having this Halloween scavenger hunt party. Probably many of the scenes are them just being really nasty to each other and like people cheating on their boyfriends and girlfriends and all this like college intrigue. Meanwhile, someone steals the mascot costume, which is a bear.
1: Oh, no. Scare is defined
2: as something sudden, ugly, and terrifying. Fright is the result of being scared out of your mind.
0: Meet the scare maker. I don't want to be here.
2: I want to go right now. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Who the hell is this the scaremaker. a dead man came home rated r now play
0: is the, the, like, the killer like a all... fucking
1: bear mascot yes
0: yes the killer but oh, wait oh, wait yeah. it gets better no the, it can't. the killer is a bear mascot who carries around these like sharpened jagged knives that he uses like freddy krueger okay
1: so it's five nights at freddy freddy's
0: that that new... Yeah, we watched the trailer for it during Saw
1: X. Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Come on.
0: Yeah, I guess it it kind of is. but <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's great because it's set during Halloween. It has all these sex comedy vibes. It has... So the way that they do the scavenger hunt, because it takes place all over campus and all through the town it's like the warriors where there's the radio DJ is a character Uh, and like gives updates about what's happening in the movie. It's see
2: this.
1: Yeah. I I only know the misfit song based on it.
2: Girls' Night Out.
0: Um, yeah, <laughs> I was—I no. was like, I remember Halloween.
2: <laughs> well, it was—it was originally made as the Scare Maker, and I think you can probably find it under that title too. But I—I I think it got re-released as Girls' Night Out. Yep. I interviewed the guy that distributed it as Girls' Night Out, uh, Sam Sherman, because it came out through Independent International, the company that did all the Al Adamson movies. It's odd because they must have gotten like a deal on the music rights for the Eleven Spoonful, because it's yeah. like Eleven Spoonful's greatest hits kind of scenario where like they're all in these '80s parties, but they're listening to like. Like all these Love and Spoonful hits, like everywhere they go. <laughs> so it's it's got like music clearance that just seems very bewildering, but it's and it's David so Holbrook, strange. Hal Holbrook's son. Hal Holbrook oh, shows no. shows oh, up Oh yeah. Yeah. Yo, I love when a
1: fucking guy's got a son that I didn't even know he had a son and the son's in the movie. Oh, I love when that happens. A uh, quick editor's note here. This is probably the dumbest thing I've ever said on the show. All right, thanks.
2: Yeah, Hal Holbrook has got, like, basically phoned it in. Like, you know, he's he's just like a sheriff in, like, a handful of scenes. And he looks, looks all annoyed. A... He yeah. looks
0: just super annoyed. But it, it definitely has those classic slasher, like, something bad happened in the past. And there's this whole mental asylum thing. Oh, um, I'm, I'm And kind hyped. of a dark ending. A very dark yeah. ending. And also... You know what? I won't say this because I don't want to accidentally spoil the ending for anyone. No,
1: don't. Please, God. I can't wait to watch this movie. oh, my God. Uh, As soon as you said that the killer had, like, sharpened jagged knives and wore a bear mascot, school mascot outfit... Fucking well, soul, and sign the, me up. Put it in my veins. This, is, just, this sounds great.
0: I love the plot of the scavenger hunt so much because it's like this built-in excuse to get people to want to separate from each other. And like, if somebody comes across you, you're like, no, don't get my clues. Go away. Oh wow, it's That's so fun. good. That's
1: fun. All right, number four. What do you got for us?
0: So number four. Earlier, Charles and I were debating whether this is actually underrated. I think it is, so Bill can be the deciding vote. That movie is The Wonderful Town That Dreaded Sundown from 1976, which I think some people would consider... A proto slasher. It's also kind of a, a serial killer movie, but the way it plays out, it feels like a slasher.
2: Yeah, especially because they stole the costume for Friday Thirteenth Part Two. They sure did with <laughs> with the, the, like the sack. So- yeah, this yeah.
0: bag on the head. It's bag so head. scary. It though. is a scary yeah. outfit. Fifty to sixty percent of the movie is this sort of like small town police procedural. Of course, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it is based on a real series of killings known as the Texarkana murders. And the sequences where he kills people, some of them, like there's this one where he chases a woman through a house and into a cornfield, and it's genuinely scary. Yeah, Yeah. I
1: I was surprised at how scary it was. It was one that was on my list for a long time that I just like, the title is so iconic.
0: It's so good. It's a
1: great title. The Town That Dreaded Sundown. A true story. And when I finally watched it, I was just kind of like, I was ready for dumb slasher movie, you know? Mm -hmm. And not that it was, like, a particularly, like, you know, smart movie or anything, but it was, like, it was scary. And I, I rarely associate, like, actual tension and thrills with slash movies because i'm like always such like a disgusting freak that's just like oh yeah get them you know and let me see
0: that bear suit yeah you know (laughs) that's like you know
1: what's getting me going but this one is 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 different it's it's definitely very scary
2: yeah i would say that now it's probably underrated i mean at the time it was like a big success for that kind of film like it was a bigger hit than like black christmas or something was in the in this country which is
0: shocking yeah
2: well black christmas was kind of fumbled i think but like yeah, the the sundown was like charles b pierce coming off of the legend of boggy creek which was a huge independent like horror hit and and and
0: they have similar vibes like he's not in a rush to tell these stories no yeah Yeah. they're taking his time they're
1: paced very well and another thing that I love about the town that dreaded sundown is it's got my fucking
0: boy in it, Andrew Prime. Andrew <laughs> Prime, I love Andrew Prime. I love him too so much. Yeah, we, he's great. We have multiple framed Andrew Prime posters in yeah, the house. Yeah,
1: yeah, Barn of the Naked Dead's one of my prized possession posters, and
0: Centerfold Girls, which is one of mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, funny thing that that happened to me when I was when I was younger. Uh, in my town, there was this kid who's his name was sundown his parents were like huge hippies and like he wasn't a hippie but his name was sundown we made fun of him about it and he was like it was like a stoner it was like a regular stoner kid and one time we had a uh like a block party or something and mm-hmm. and he was there and he sat down and like everybody came up to him and he had like long hair and they were all like braiding his hair and and like dreading his hair mm-hmm. it was the town that <laughs> dreaded sundown <laughs>
0: I, I hate you. <laughs> all right, all Dwayne, right, all right. don't take away from our discussion of the greatest use of a trombone in any film.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, so it's a trombone. <laughs> I have right here in my notes, it says, tell that dumb fucking joke and talk about tubas. So I'm sorry. I have to fix my notes to say trombone. Yeah, that scene. It yeah. sneaks up on you. It does. I, I couldn't even really laugh at it. I watched it with you for the first time. No, I remember. And I remember that, like, you were kind of, like, giggling, and I was, like, laughing politely with you, but I, like, I, I didn't have time to register that I was seeing something ridiculous because it was just, like, I didn't expect it, and it was, the scene was still really mean and yeah. gross. But, like, it's kind of a funny thing, isn't it? <laughs> like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a, a good movie that, like, it's hard to find humor in these like murder set pieces you know
2: let me ask do you think that the whole creative kills trope comes after *Friday the 13th because that would have been something that everyone talked about with town and sundown is that trombone death which kind of points to like 80s kind of excess as far as like you know the creative kills thing because things like halloween and black christmas don't have that I no. mean, is that something that Friday the 13th kind of popularizes, like the idea of different methods yeah. of death? Yeah, well, especially,
0: yeah, especially I the
1: trailer, so. uh, the, the trailer for yeah. Friday the 13th, where they're like, One,
0: two, It's so three. Good. It's and like, good. And they're like, and they're
1: going through all of those, those kill scenes. It's.
0: Yeah, right. it's like, we're not just seeing a guy use a knife. You yeah. should come pay to see our all movie right. because we've got all the weapons. On
1: that note, number three, now we're getting into the real fucking shit.
0: The only movie on our list to
1: have its own theme song, I believe. By pick, by axe, by sword, by... Bye-bye!
0: <laughs> when the leaves of summer turn red and gold And the football games bring a hint of the cold time to get away
1: We'll pack the car with escape in mind Forgetting
0: out, classes, leaving books behind Time to get away empty cottage sitting on the shore tourists
1: all left about a month before and we're gonna have a good time gonna have a good time. yeah we're gonna have a good time we're going on out. A, ball break, a ball break the game. mutilator this is yeah. one that uh I, it was it was a holy grail movie for me because my, my video store yeah. didn't have it and i saw the poster and I was like, "Holy shit. We gotta find this movie." And like me and my friend went on like a mission to all of the video stores, not in our town, but like the town over in the next town. And we finally found a copy of uh, Buddy Cooper's The Mutilator. Uh, and it was just, It it was everything I wanted it to be. It's one of those movies where, like, I had it huge in my head. It was this giant thing. And then when we watched it, it was, like, everything I wanted. It had, like, just the most gruesome kills that are, like, unspeakable, you know? Just horrible that, like, I don't even want to say. Because if anyone is listening that hasn't seen it, like they are some get ready
0: to yeah. fall into its arms and have it break into your heart.
1: Yeah, it is so so Which good. Which will make sense just...
0: when you hear the theme song.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's mean and it's but it's also fun and funny and just like a a perfect slasher movie.
0: And all the characters are assholes. Yeah, yeah they
1: always are in these movies.
2: Not to belittle your quest to find it, they actually had it on my campus when I went to school in Rhode Island. Wow, at the campus what? video store. Yeah, off, like, right, like, right, we walked to it from the dorm and rented a mutilator. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. Good for you. I, like, it was one that was just, like, so hard for me to, like, track down, and I was so happy to finally see it. It's, it's, it's one of my all-time favorite slasher movies, and just, like, that tagline by pick by axe by sword by also
0: we should talk about the Ah. other title which is fall break yeah so this is the best time of year to watch the movie and the theme song that i'm talking about they don't sing the mutilator they sing about fall break (laughs) because that was what the original title that was the original title yeah
2: Yeah. i i could be wrong i think that that was a film that when they finished it the violence was too extreme for an r rating and so as it like a like a like a independently made kind of regional horror film they kind of had to keep cutting it down to eventually get the R rating and i think that they kind of kind of fucked their movie over by yeah. like like you know neutering all the the kill scenes
0: i got a bad feeling about this by axe well by hook
2: <sighs> by blade Okay, productions
0: i don't think there's an uncut 35 millimeter is there i'm not sure who knows is. who knows i i will say
2: that uh buddy c cooper finished the sequel to it that i haven't heard of any uh, is have it screened yet anywhere was that one of those like uh like
1: GoFundMe movies or something I'm not or not sure i know that he finished
0: it though that's, that's wild sick. i haven't seen it yeah, yeah go off
1: man make a sequel to the mutilator i'll fucking watch that every but day but
0: everyone dies who cares Spoiler alert? Spoiler Oh, just no. <laughs> oh, Put no.
1: Oh, no. The final girl. Making... Oh, my
0: God. Everyone who listens to this podcast has watched The Mutal. Under. I know.
1: I know. It's, Although it's, it's not that underrated. It's. it's no, it's just, I, I think
0: it yeah, still I think, is. I think it still is. And I still meet people who either don't know what it is and haven't seen it or like longtime Fangoria managing editor Mike Gingold, yeah. he hates it and I oh. just like can't under every time yes. I think about it, it makes my brain just like grind to a halt. Yeah,
1: no, I, I i love it when someone hates something I love. I really do. It just it it keeps me going.
0: It's so delight it's it's whimsical. Yeah.
2: My favorite tagline even more than that for 80 slashers is uh it's not human and it's got but it's got an axe. <laughs> is that, is that No, no it's, it's not human and it's got an axe it's the prey oh
0: Whoa, I, don't, I
2: don't know I don't know that it's people no. getting killed okay. in the woods
0: we, we mentioned it at the top of the episode to say well I said it's the greatest film of all time but Pieces has the best taglines oh, of yeah. all time oh yeah you don't right. have to go to chain er, blah, blah. oh you fucked
1: it up <laughs> you fucked it up don't even we're not even gonna say it don't worry about it alright number two
0: originally going into this I was like we're not doing any holiday slashers but number two is Blood Rage. We had to make an exception. You <laughs> had to make an exception. I, mean, well, I mean, it's, it's great. Thanksgiving. I, I think I was more thinking no Christmas slashers because that feels like such a specific vibe. And we've already talked about some of them in past episodes. We've covered but, every
1: Christmas slasher under the sun.
0: But feel also like. slashers more than maybe any other horror subgenre are really kind of like in tune with the holidays because it's a reason that people get isolated or sort of separated from their day to day lives. It's the perfect excuse. Yeah, Yeah. They, they return home to often very toxic family situations and yeah. this one, you know,
1: <laughs> high school reunions and holidays are just perfect for for a slasher movie.
0: This one has it all, though. Ah,
1: it does. It's got mm. the
2: fucking evil twin.
0: It's not yeah. cranberry sauce. It's
2: got Louise Lasser, like who sitting deserved every on the award, floor <laughs> eating
0: out of the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> that's like peak, peak. So I have a thing with slasher movies, especially more underrated ones. Where when anytime there's a scene where people are like sitting around eating, talking. Something insane always happens, like the stepfather, the great Thanksgiving scene. There's this scene where they have a really ridiculous feast with Cheese Whiz and Slumber (laughs) Party Massacre 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're they're the best, but this one has all the best food scenes.
1: um, Forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't even know what it is, but doesn't Blood Rage have an alternate title? That's, yeah, if it's anyone
0: like knows Nightmare
2: it's at Shadow Bridge or something like that. It's got like a it it it's is it Nightmare at Shadow Woods. I'm, I'm I'm breaking my don't look things up.
0: Look it rule. up. Yeah. I, I,
2: I want to know because I, I feel like it does. I've interviewed John Grismer um about Blood Rage um I might have that on my computer. I can give you it. I've never used it for anything. You could have it. If That's you crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. And we're gonna cut in an interview with the
0: with the uh, maker now. <laughs> With the Nightmare at Shadow Bridge filmmaker. <laughs>
2: no, what is it? Nightmare in Shadow Woods or it's something like that. Yeah, I feel like I might have
1: even seen it under that title when when it first played at the Horathon and I fell asleep during it. Oh, and I no, just—that's the worst. I know when I know. you fall
0: asleep and, and you a later movie. learn that the movie is well, incredible. I didn't
1: later learn; I learned about five times through my nap when the whole audience erupts in like raucous cheering, oh and God. I'm like, I oh, can't yeah. believe I can't keep my eyes open. I'm like, so mad at myself. And then later we we watched it on Thanksgiving a couple years later, and
0: it's the perfect. Yeah.
1: Uh, so it's so good.
0: There there are a couple oh, of
1: Nightmare at Shadow Woods. You were right. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: But And it was something like that. Yeah.
0: There are a couple of amazing Thanksgiving horror movies, but this one really takes the cake. It also does that crazy thing that so many slasher movies do. I feel like the two tropes that I always think about, there's either like a secret double, like a person has been killed and someone who looks exactly like them is around, or there's a sibling or a twin, Yeah, there's that one, or there's the one where it's like, surprise, the killer is actually a different gender Or a trans person, usually in a really offensive way. Oh my God, she's got a
1: dick, yo. It's the end of the movie, roll credits.
0: It's so (laughs) offensive, but I really do think that particular thread goes back to Psycho. Ed Gein, yeah. Yeah, and Ed Gein. But it's like, it's really effective in a lot of these movies. Yeah. at, At masking the identity of the killer. Yeah. Like, politics aside.
1: And this movie has, like, a really good, like, synth score, which a lot of slashers have, like, that good, like...
0: This has good everything. Yeah,
1: it's it's an all-around banger, and it also has a really good tagline that is, you don't have to go to Chainsaw for a Texas massacre. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: We're going to have a Chainsaw massacre at Thanksgiving this year, and by Thanksgiving, I mean today. Uh... Oh, we, okay. Do we need a drum roll? I think
1: we need a little bit of a drum roll. Don't actually bang on it. No, because it will make all it. of the microphones. Oh, my microphones. God. Is it, is it recording? It is. We're good. We're chilling. All right. Just
0: <laughs> give me a heart
1: attack. <laughs> Number one on our list. Let, let's quick recap real quick. Number 10 was a cheating answer of Slayers and Scalps. Nine was Hollowgate. Eight, House of Wax from 2005, a perfect vintage year. Seven is Alone in the Dark. Six, Nightmare in a Damaged Brain, or for the connoisseurs, just call it Nightmare. Five, Girls' Night Out, and don't forget that night is spelled wrong. Four is Town (laughs) That Dreaded Sundown. Three, The Mutilator. Two, Blood Rage. And number one, for the greatest underrated slasher film of all time, I don't make these rules.
0: House on Sorority Row.
1: The girls in Theta were different from girls in other sororities
0: their friendships were closer
1: their parties were wilder and their extracurricular activities were more daring than most so when it came time to say goodbye they wanted to make real sure that no one would ever forget the girls in the house on sorority row rated r it's just a great movie
0: I don't remember what the event was. Uh, maybe it was Camp Blood. Yeah, we saw, it, in yeah, yeah, we saw it at the at the drive-in. And it was one of those movies where I was like, okay, I'm really tired. I'm probably on a lot of drugs. It was like maybe raining or cold. And I thought there's no way I'm going to make it awake to the end of this movie. But it was so unexpectedly nasty. It's And it's, it's and also scary
1: and exciting. It's not what you think. The cover of the movie is, you know, tits out, lady looking scared, and the title, House on Sorority Row. You're just like, okay, I'm going to watch...
0: Another Slumber Party Massacre yes, movie. Yes, just yeah. an,
1: another stab em up flick. And It, it
0: is not no, that. No,
1: it pulls no. the rug out from under you. It's not that kind of movie. I mean, it is. This is a slash movie for sure, especially in the back half, but it's...
0: Yeah, the it, so the, ba- the very basic premise is school is out, but this sorority house, they're sticking around for a little while. They're trying to throw some huge party. And they, there's like a
1: mean matronly... Yes,
0: and they try to play a prank on the matron that goes horribly wrong, and it sort of sets in motion all the insanity that follows. And the ending is so scary yeah
2: i i, I like
0: i don't want to spoil me, you know, me either it like, is
2: scary though it is a really scary ending
1: yeah and and just like a good tense movie you know it's, it's the kind of slasher movie you can bring home to your parents is it yeah because there is a, a real plot that oh, you know yeah. someone can chew on they're, they're like like the freaks like me can you know get their jollies off watching the death scenes but like regular ass people can watch this because it's like It's like a real movie. Well, I was
0: reading earlier that it was inspired by *Diabolique*, which we did an episode on. Yeah, the French movie. Yeah, and when you think about certain sequences, it's like, oh, okay, of course, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I know that director said he was influenced by Brian De Palma. You know, as far as like who he was looking forward to. And, And John Waters visited the set of that film when they were shooting it. It was shot in Baltimore, so.
0: That's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> of course you would know that. Yeah, I've been, I've been to the location. <laughs> it's did like, you go in the swimming pool? I did not go in the swimming pool.
2: <laughs> I think it's apartments now. It's like they they divided the building in half.
0: That's so sad. Yeah. Anytime a beautiful old house is like chopped up into apartments, you, you can't set your slasher yeah. movie there anymore. Yeah. I'll,
1: I'll still watch the apartments on Sorority Row. If that's well, I would what watch Crawl
0: Space on Sorority Row if anybody wants to make that <laughs> sequel remake crossover. Crawl Space, the Kinski movie? Uh-huh. Wow. Look at you in the mind palace. It's one of my favorite disgusting movies. Yeah. All right. So slashers are great. We love
1: slashers. Is this right? It's it's yeah. official. They're, they're fucking great
0: okay they are but the person who likes slasher movies the most in this room other than the cat wherever she went i need to know off the top of your head mm-hmm. do you have any favorite underrated slashers we haven't mentioned yes uh
2: i won't go crazy but i would say mortuary oh yeah, yeah we that were, almost we made our we, list yeah, we were yeah. we were pulling it mortuary's one. favorite uh curtains I, I love a lot. Mm. I don't know if it's underrated, but I think He Knows You're Alone is really good. Which cute. I still haven't seen. Yeah, and Night School. Another one I haven't seen. Um, gosh, there's so many. But I mean, those are, those are some that immediately come to mind.
0: So something that we were talking about a couple days ago, you mentioned this idea that unlike certain other horror subgenres, a lot of slasher movies are kind of work for profit type situations where it's like not the director's passion to make a slasher movie. It's something that they're trying to leverage into a bigger career, which is just such an interesting way to think about the whole genre.
2: And maybe because they're like so often tied to formula that directors don't want to recycle the formula more than once. Like once is enough for them, like put their mark on the template, but yeah, you don't really find a lot of—you find Fred Walton does When a Stranger Calls and, Al, and uh, April Fool's Day. There's like a couple of them like that, and Wes Craven did a couple. But for the most part, a lot of the people that you're talking about did not do other slasher yeah.
1: movies. Yeah. This was our, our question at the very top of the show that we asked each other, and I'll, I'll pose it to you just to kind of close things out. Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite slasher movie? What's a slasher movie Axum? that you just fucking hate?
2: It's Axum, which is also shot in Maryland. Axum A X E apostrophe
0: E M. Oh E-M. yes. That's what? a piece of shit. Oh, Axum. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a good title though. Yeah. That's a cool title. It's,
0: it sounds like heartburn medication when you don't AXM. think about like how yeah. it's spelled. When yeah. your
1: guts are coming out of your tummy.
0: Try Axum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, all right. Do we got any kind of shout outs, any kind of uh, things to plug? What do you got?
0: I was recently on a podcast called Cradle to the Grave, who has all kinds, they have all kinds of interesting guests, but the whole premise of the show is that they take one year at a time and talk about the best horror movies from that year. Mm. I uh, went on for a 1983 episode, The Year of My Birth, so I love a lot of movies from that year. Did you talk
1: about Return of the Jedi?
0: I did. Wow! I was just being an <laughs> asshole. I did not
2: talk. Oh, you, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: got me! You. Wow, Steph, you got me! It doesn't happen very no. often. it's because part of my face is masked by <laughs> our equipment, so yeah, you, like I'm very bad at lying. Damn,
1: you did good there. Thank Damn.
0: you. What I actually talked about was the really underrated Pete Walker movie, House of Long Shadows, which oh, nice. Is this wonderful old dark house comedy horror with Vincent Price, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, it's John worship. Carradine, uh, Sheila Keith? Yeah. It's basically like a 1930s movie where everybody's just fucking hamming it up yeah and i like
1: that movie you like it way more than i do but i I, I like i
0: love it i think because it was a holy grail movie for me i heard about it somewhere and you couldn't find it for years like i spent probably 50 dollars to buy a shitty tape off of ebay that i could watch once before the tape disintegrated (laughs) So that's part of my love. Nice. So, Does, the, the Desi cra- Arnaz Jr. can fuck off, though. So, the
1: Cradle to the Grave podcast, yes. listen to that episode. Billy, you got anything to, to plug? You don't have
2: to. Um, if, uh, I, I'm going to be talking about Wes Craven movies on. Uh, I think next week with Chris O'Neill, the uh, the video essayist, filmmaker, f- uh, programmer, friend of mine. I don't. I think it's going to be on the Triscoll Christchurch website. I'm not sure when it's airing, but he's he's doing a um, Hills Have Eyes, Nightmare Elm Street screen triple feature in Ireland for Halloween season. And so we're doing a podcast to help nice. talk about uh, those movies and Craven in general, I guess. we we'll just talk about The Fireworks Woman the whole time. I'm oh, not quite yeah. sure. That's hell what you yeah. got to
1: do.
0: How has it been rewatching, speaking of slashers, Mm-hmm. re-watching Wes Craven movies.
2: Interesting. I mean, there's a lot that connects them. I mean, his career is fascinating because he has so much compromising he has to do from almost the very beginning and yeah. such a uneven career because he's not really calling the shots on so many things and... Uh, a lot that connects them it's it's a way more coherent career the first time that i ever did supporting characters we talked about how i thought that there might not be that many west craven fans that like the entire career from last house through nightmare to scream to and i don't know if that's something i believe anymore i think i meet more people now that like the majority of his films but you got
1: heads that like uh, christina ricci's cursed movie with him that was him right yeah i love it what about what about they or us or them that's What's it uh
2: Is that's that? when he like presents i think oh I, okay, yeah
1: okay there's a lot of those what West about Friedman presents this how does movie.
0: red eye hold up i haven't gotten back to it yet i remember hating it uh, yeah. i saw it in theaters and was like what the fuck? okay
1: I, I got one thing to plug and then we're done we gotta we gotta pull the plug I'm sorry here. right now in theaters you can see Exorcist Believer it is a event it's something that you can see in IMAX right now as well if you you want
0: what is happening did you have a stroke
1: we're just this this whole show is just here so we can do this ad for Warner Brothers new film (laughs) Exorcist (laughs) Believer which is our favorite
0: underrated slasher movie it's even better we haven't actually seen
1: it's (laughs) even better we're seeing it
0: We're not if... (laughs) We're not.
2: I'm just kidding. I can't even keep it straight. If
0: Russell Crowe isn't there speaking in a Mario-like Italian accent, I will not be watching it.
1: Well, we'll see about that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you
0: later, everybody. Happy Halloween.
1: Thanks for coming on, Bill. That was fun. Thank you, Bill. Out of fucking nowhere.